So, Tommy DeVito, he has a thing or two to learn about being Italian. He's learning the error of his ways, but it came with a hefty price tag at about $10,000. We're going to talk about that story. Plus, the great himself, Dan Dockage, jumping in the show. We're going to talk about all types of things, including Christmas traditions. This is going to be a fun one. Ladies and gentlemen, Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello, friends, family, esteemed colleagues. <laughs> Things are happening over here in the studio. Uh, it's Wednesday. It feels like Thursday, but it's Wednesday. Probably because it's a shortened week, you know, for many of us, the Christmas holidays rolling around. We're all ready to travel off to where our, our destination may be for the holiday, which will be great. Again, I am going to be visiting family. Um, but let's get the show rolling. This is Outkick the Morning. I am Charlie Arnold, and I know my last name does not suggest, because it's actually my last name is a, uh, a version of what was once a Russian last name, but I am 50% Sicilian. So that's, the, that's the, uh, the nationality that I feel I very much embrace. If you see me, I'm always talking with my hands. I love to eat pasta. I love to eat sweets. I love to eat all foods, and I love to drink wine. I mean, what says being Italian more than loving to eat good food and drinking good wine? Also, I grew up being terrified of one thing. This is a shout out to my mother right now because I know she's watching. Uh, the wooden spoon. If you're Italian, you know that the wooden spoon meant trouble. You need to run if your mother brought out the wooden spoon. My mother also told me something. She continues to tell me this one line. Do not get too big for your britches. Well, someone should have told that to the most recent headline-stealing Italian-American duo. That would be Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito and his agent Sean Stellato because they have completely ticked off a New Jersey pizzeria. I'm going to tell you what happened. So DeVito was supposed to have an autograph signing at Con Coniglio's? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. At Coniglio's Old Fashioned Pizzeria in Morristown, New Jersey. But the two, they got a little too big for their britches. Now, the pizzeria spilled the tea on Instagram posting this. New York Giants update. Only posting this because I had a few people ask me at the farmer's market today, and I'm receiving DMs about it, so here we go. No, Tommy DeVito will not be at Coniglio's this Tuesday as originally planned. After last week's win, we received word from his agent that his appearance fee would be doubling, went from 10K to 20. We are a small family-run business and decided $20,000 was a bit too steep for two hours. Apologies to anyone who had already purchased a ticket. Well, after this announcement was made, Stellato told my friend, business reporter Darren Rovell, that it is, quote, a shame that the restaurant promoted that they would have Tommy when we didn't have a signed contract. We didn't raise the price because nothing was ever agreed to. But... We can probably go off this Instagram post since I'm not reading from it anymore. Uh, but Nino Coniglio, the owner of the pizza shop, had this to say. We agreed in principle to terms, two hours, 250 autographs, and $10,000. And then the agent couldn't be reached. He reached back out to us after Monday's game to tell us the price was now $20,000. Here's my take on all this. Sure, DeVito was on fire. He was. He helped the Giants to a three-game win streak. It was beautiful especially for all you Giants fans out there who can't have nice things. Uh, he kept them in the playoff picture, but I'm with Nino because any Italian 
myself included, knows a deal is a deal, even if it's a handshake deal. And you do not go back on it regardless of circumstance. So shame on Stilato for thinking that this was okay. He should have his induction into the Italian-American Hall of Fame revoked over this alone. I stand by it. Whoever you are out there that makes the decisions, I think it's time to uh, make some more decisions. Uh, Okay, but there's some karma to be had here. DeVito then did not do his job right after all of this went down. The Giants lost horribly to the Saints this past weekend, 24-6, which now means a loss, no playoffs for the Giants, and Tommy, you are now out $10,000, which not ideal for a guy still living at home with his mom, huh? It's not good. So let's talk about it. I do have an update, but before I get to that update, let's bring in Dan Dockage uh, because he's all over this story, as he should be, all over any story that has meaning these days. Dan, this story has really rubbed both of us the wrong way, I know that. But before we get into it, I do have an update. Tommy DeVito actually did end up showing up to the pizzeria. He did the the appearance that he had said he was going to in the first place, but because there was this little disruption, he did it for free. Zero dollars. Coniglio's got off the hook. They still got the appearance. Did not have to pay a dime. I ask you, Dan... Does this get Tommy DeVito and Sean Stilato off the hook for trying to renege on the deal that was supposed to happen, but then they got a little, as I said before, too big for their britches? Yeah, and by the way, I'm wearing your shirt. Toxic masculinity is hot. I just want you to know that right now. It just came in the mail. Get it on the Outkick store. Um, I think it gets Tommy DeVito off. I I do. I mean, he showed up here. You know, I was listening to your open, and you're so right. I'm Serbian, and Serbian, my mother had a wooden spoon. She did, until my father went (laughs) and got the shop class to go uh, make a paddle. My dad was a high school principal, and he got a paddle for my brother and I, and that was worse than a paddle. Okay, that's terrifying. The the wooden spoon doesn't have so much surface space, but a paddle, uh, that feels like it might cause a little bit more damage. It did. The wooden spoon was broke over one of us. Um, but, yeah, I think it does. <laughs> Look, you, you said it right. Sometimes you get too big for your britches. You know, sometimes $10,000 to show up at a pizza place is pretty good, even if you're the starting two quarterback. Hours. Right? And all of a sudden you want to raise it. Um, I wonder, you know, if this Tommy DeVito, if he had anything to do with it. You know, sometimes – Charlie, guys will let their agents handle Yeah, you just handle it. I'm trying to win a football game. So I wonder if DeVito actually was involved. We're going to have Stiletto on our show coming up here at 9, and we'll see. We'll talk. We'll ask him, assuming he's still coming on. Um, but I think it gets – yeah, I do. I think it gets Tommy DeVito off the hook because I just think guys will tell their agents, look, you you handle that. I, I'm trying to beat the Giants or I'm trying to beat the Jets or whoever. Um, yeah, I think it gets DeVito stiletto. I don't know. We'll see. But it looked like, I think I saw this yesterday, like last <laughs> night. I think I saw that, um, in terms of off the field representation, I think Tommy DeVito hired a different firm, although stiletto is going to be his, uh, his on field rep. So there is a little angst between oh, the two. Yeah. I saw that last night. That's why I'm wondering if stiletto is going to come on the show. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're kind of, we're not sure. Oh. Wait, so he, okay, now my, here's my question. Did he get new representation because he just kind of thought this guy was a little too, you know, 
amateur rookie style for what he was now needing at this point well, in his career? I, or or, or do you think that it, it was... Mm, okay. Charlie, I think Tommy DeVito got embarrassed, and I think when he got embarrassed, that's when he showed up at, you know, at, at the... Um, at the pizza place, and maybe he feels really good about Sean Stallone handling his deals with the with the team, but you know, let's get a little bigger organization in with my off the field. That's the way I read it. I didn't read it necessarily as his agent being fired. I just read it as, "Hey, look, we need a little bit more uh, help here." Is is how I read. It. I could be wrong, but that's oh, how okay. I read it. Yeah, actually, that that you know what? That's not so odd though, because Sean Stellato, I mean, if he's used to dealing with the teams and handling that that side of things a lot of a lot of agents aren't so savvy with all of the appearances and the social media deals that's kind of a whole nother realm anyways uh so i guess that makes sense and maybe is not an indictment on sean stilato but i don't think that after hearing about this sean stilato is going to be raking in like tons more business uh because again serbian italian dan when you have a deal You've got a deal like that. I'm sorry. And again, ten thousand dollars for two hours is is a pretty nice paycheck. <laughs> yeah. I would be willing to take on that appearance fee, right? Ten thousand dollars sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, and you know, New York Italians. I mean, I I read I read movies. I watch movies. I read books. I know Gotti. I know Sammy the Bull. You know, I know Vinny the Chin. I mean, you don't mess around with those people. I mean, what are you doing? You so, do not mess around. No. DeVito had to make amends. That's how you, that's how you get amends. your legs break. Your legs broken. <laughs> I, or you end up in the river. I don't know. And the river is not the place you want to end yep. up. Who wants to end up in the I river, watch, Charlie? I watch The Sopranos. I know right. what happens. Right. Absolutely. Um, okay, Dan, let's keep it moving. Um, we're sticking with the New York quarterback theme. Uh, we've been talking for months now. We, obviously, it was week one that Aaron Rodgers went down with the torn Achilles. And pretty much right, right from that point, we were like, is he coming back? There's rumors, you know, he's walking, he's, you know, uh, putting weight on his, on his one ankle. It says his timeline is shortening, all this, all that. Anyways, now he's actually said that he would be cleared in time to come back this season, but that it just doesn't make sense. He, he came out yesterday on the Pat McAfee show and was like, listen, it doesn't make sense for me to come back this year, which I completely agree with. The Jets aren't going to be winning any Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, it just, it, it just wouldn't be smart for them to rush the timeline for, for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what do you think is going to happen next year, though? The Jets go all in on Rodgers again. Is that wise for them to do so? I think you have to. I, I think you, you have to. There's no question. You're paying him a lot of money over a couple of years. You got nothing back for your investment except drama and Pat McAfee's show appearances and headlines. You didn't get any on the field. <laughs> the first point you made, yeah. Charlie, is absolutely right. Look, I think Aaron Rodgers, there's no way, I, I felt anyway, I, I have my brother and a couple of friends both had ACL tears back when they were athletic, back when they were younger than Rodgers. And they're both like, come on, man, I don't, there's no way you can do this, particularly playing football on the surfaces that they play. You know, he made it, I yeah. thought he made it sound, Charlie, like if we were in the playoffs, he didn't say this, but this is what it kind of sounded like. If, he were in the, if we were in the playoff hunt, I'd, take, I'd give it a swing. There's no reason to come back now. But yes, you have to go in on Aaron Rodgers. You have in New York with the Jets, a megastar. Yes, it didn't work out. 
the first game of the year, it went catastrophe. But okay, you get through this year, you get back, you get your footing. You know, you realize the guy's never really been hurt except for this year. And you move forward with at least next year and a year after that is what I'm thinking. If they can get it done, quarterback play, as we know, you know, when you got a good one, you hang on to him like grim death. And a lot of these guys, Tom Brady included, is still talking about the quarterback position. They don't want to retire. So, yeah, I think you stick with them. You have to. And you get better offensive line protection. You add to your team and you take a swing next year. I don't think you have any other choice. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Uh, It's Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, he's such a great athlete. Uh, You didn't get what you wanted out of him this year. But hopefully, hopefully next year, I mean, we we at least can hope that he makes it past week one. That would still be an improvement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he gets at to least as far two, as the Jets are concerned, bang for your buck this year, and it's there it's you too go. Bad too. It, it, you know, you think I always think about this. You know, I know we always like to criticize owners, and I know that they're the easiest people in the world to criticize. Woody Johnson included. But I always think, man, you know, you invest this much money in a guy, you get hope, you think you got a finally you got something, and next thing you know, you got nothing. You got hurt. And you're scrambling and you look even dumber. Here's here's another problem. The drafting of Zach Wilson looks even worse now because the second pick in the NFL draft could not come in and play well enough to get the team at least into contention when you're seeing everywhere with the Cincinnati Bengals, with the Indianapolis Colts, you're seeing backups play well enough to keep their teams in it makes the draft of Zach Wilson look even worse and that ain't good for nobody in that front office no it is not good uh this is the season of the backups as we have learned each and every week and continue to learn even more each and every week uh Dan let's pivot now to your realm of, uh, that I would say is is your most you know expert field basketball Uh, Your friends, personally, with Kim Mulkey, the LSU women's basketball coach, we saw something from her this week that we have not seen up to this point in in her career. She was ejected from a game, but she made it happen intentionally. Uh, She did this as a way to send a message to her team. Those were her words. Um, She's returning to the court tonight, but we'll look at why it happened, Dan. Uh, There was a charge called on one of her players— She got into a bit of a disagreement with the referee. She was given two technical fouls, then ejected. And she said this, he did the right thing. I think I helped him. I said, I'm not leaving you. You better toss me. He had no choice. I appreciate officials that know what they're trying to do out there. I don't appreciate bad calls, but that's part of coaching. So she literally asked the referee to eject her. So Dan, what are your thoughts surrounding all of this? This this is a little weird to me. Is she actually proving a point and sending a message to her team? Because I'm having trouble understanding the real purpose behind it. Well, Coach Mulkey and I aren't great friends. She just loves my show. And women just get me, Charlie. They just oh. do. So it's it's just the way the world. It's just the way the world. <laughs> you're not works. great friends. You're 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 acquaintances to well, it's just but not not so great terms. It's it's a burden, really. It's a burden that I bear with you know women just all over the world getting me and understanding <laughs> me, and it's just it's just hard. But no, she she I don't blame her. Now you do that. Uh, baseball managers do that all the time. 
basketball sometimes, and she's gone through a tumultuous season. She's had to suspend Angel Reese, her star player from last year. There's all kind of drama in the background with mothers of player. I mean, it's a mess. And sometimes you're like, look, I'm going to get kicked out of here to at least show my team that I got their back. And sometimes I did this once you get kicked out of there because you know that your team really isn't listening to you and you figure, screw it. I'll mm. let somebody else coach. I did that once at Evansville. We won the game, <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know what? She's always close. She's always, see that picture right there. She's always got that going. She's always got that face on. Uh, you know, I used to, used to tell coach Knight, man, you better get that face on. So these referees start to, uh, giving us some calls and, yeah, I, I, look, if her if she was riding, not being beat, and everything was going great, you know, last year at the end of the year, she wouldn't have done it. But sometimes you just need to change the whole thing up. And mm. getting kicked out is a weird way. People say, well, that's odd. But you know what? In the in the locker room, it's kind of a, a coach is with us. Now we're on our own. Let's see if we can come together kind of way. And uh, LSU's talented enough. They can win with her. They can win without her. They need her leadership and guidance, obviously. But I guarantee you she ain't getting kicked off against Iowa in the national championship game, or she's not getting kicked off against Don Staley in South Carolina. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely imagine you're probably right about that. Okay. I guess that makes sense. You just want to switch it up. Uh, That's a good way to send a message. You know, or maybe you're just hungry. Maybe you're like... I just want to go to the back and have a meal. Like, I'm tired of being out here. You know what? I'm at Evansville. We're winning. I'm like, we're good enough. We're going to beat this team. No one's listening to me. I just want to – it was when I was chewing tobacco. I just want to go to the bathroom, have a chew, watch a game on TV. (laughs) Kick me out. Let's go. But then I'll tell you this, Charlie. As a head coach, it's one of the most miserable feelings when you're in the locker room and – You're like, man, all right, that wasn't such a great idea, particularly if it's a close game because you're listening to the crowd and you're hearing, you know, the crowd, you're on the road and the crowd's yelling, which means they scored. You know, it's a horrible feeling. It's a good idea, but then a horrible feeling when you're sitting back. I think I got kicked out five or six times and, and it never really was great for me. Do you have like one of those five or six times that sticks out to you the most? Well, I went on the court. I went all the way across the court. We were sold out. We had about 6,000 seat arena and it was crazy. It was a big game and they, they missed a call. And I went across the court and I had a clipboard and I was really good at breaking the clipboard. So I walked across and three quarters of the way to the other (laughs) basket where the ref was, I smashed the clipboard. I broke it and I threw it like a Frisbee into the crowd, except it was a bit of a boomerang and it missed the official by about 20 feet, Charlie. And man, he threw me out and, and I saw him later. He goes, you know how bad that had been for you? If that thing hit me, I go, yeah, that wasn't really good. You know, that wasn't great, but I saw, I saw the thing in the air and I'm like, oh crap, this might hit him. And it missed him, but it was close enough where it was like, 
Oh man, this ain't good. I don't think I got suspended. I think I had to write a letter. I don't know. My mother had to write a letter or somebody's mom. I don't know. It was just stupid. Just stupid. Someone's mom wrote a letter. Yeah. Some, I don't know. A somebody, letter was written by somebody's mother. Yeah. Like <laughs> Epstein's mother's doctor from Cotter's back in the, you know, back in the seventies show, that kind of thing. I don't Is know. she going to be on the list? Is, is she going to be on the list that we're, we're going to be uh, getting access to come January? Ooh, man. You know, let me ask you a question. Why is finding pedophiles a political thing? Why is it a conservative or a liberal thing? Why isn't it just a human being thing? You know what I mean? Like because Epstein, all of the because all of the names on that list are going to be liberals. That's the problem. Is I, they they're trying to protect their people. I guess when I'm okay, then let me say this, Charlie. Why would a judge care about that? Like, I know you're elected. I get all that. But you're also at some point, people have to be about serving the people that that of this country. And so Epstein, he goes to jail. Maxwell, she goes to jail. But nobody that actually did this stuff is going to jail. Nobody. I mean, Maxwell and Epstein should be in jail forever. But nobody that ever did it is even mentioned. Oh, it's insane. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that list. Although. Although one of the sad things in this, and I know we all want to see the list and all that. One of the sad things is when I see pictures of like Bill Gates and there's a girl in the picture. I got a daughter. I got a stepdaughter. I got a wife. I got a mother. I got a sister. I got friends like you that are women. And I'm sitting there going, man, you just want to beat the crap out of these dudes. You just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, where, where's empathy for for people it, it just it make it, i see these pictures and you're like well there's bill gates look at what a pig he is and i look at the you know the little girl sitting there and i'm like that that's gotta be a horrible existence for her and i i just hate that i i hate it yeah i mean where where are all the feminists right the ones that are making big yeah. deals about everything else but when it comes to protecting young girls the most innocent of them all who can't fend for themselves and are being preyed upon by old gross rich men yeah. who have all of the power and influence uh, where are they now it's just it's disgusting it's typical it, it, though it, is. it doesn't surprise me no and that's sad that it doesn't surprise you because it, it doesn't surprise me either it does it doesn't surprise anybody. And you know what else? What sucks about it? It doesn't surprise you that they're being protected. You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't surprise you that these rich idiots are doing it. And then the fact that they're being protected is just sickening to me. They should be, they should be outed. They should be publicly flogged. They should be embarrassed. They should lose whatever they, they should be in jail. Right. Uh, it, it's just, it's disgusting to me that we somehow, some way, just say, ah, uh, all right, well, we're going to protect these people. These are the worst among us, and we protect them. It's sick. Yeah, and I only imagine when the list does come out, even though those who have any, you know, who have been doing their, you know, keeping up with the story, they know what happened on Epstein Island. They've heard the testimony of the victims. They know that they exist. People will say, oh, just because they were there doesn't mean that they did anything. Right. You know, they're they're obviously going to be pa painted in a in an innocent light. So, I mean, I would like to think that releasing the names uh, come January will make a huge difference. I think that it's going to show us who the most disgusting, you know, filth is in this country really are. We'll have concrete evidence of that. But 
I, again, like you said, no one's probably going to prison or jail or receiving the types of punishment that they should. Uh, the media will definitely find a way to, uh, you know, paint them in a in or innocent light, silent. which, you know, they're really no, good. Exactly. Or, 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 we'll, or we will hear nothing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, think about think about how hard the media and rightfully so when it get, went at Harvey Epstein. You know, think think about how hard they went at him. Nobody's going hard like that against any of these people. Like people have pictures of Gates. People know Clinton was on that uh, plane. People know he was on the island. But okay, so you go hard at one. Why? Because there's Hollywood people involved, and and these young women that aren't Hollywood people that uh, you know got trafficked to Epstein's <laughs> island aren't important. I mean, it, it's just it's baffling. Like. Once the Ep Epstein was always not Epstein, uh, Weinstein was always a joke uh, in Hollywood. Like even 30 Rock, the show with Tina Fey, uh, talked about, you know, Ep uh, Weinstein sleeping with people and made a joke of it. Har uh, when, when Harvey Weinstein was on with Howard Stern, he was joking about how many actresses have you slept with? It was a known thing in Hollywood. But once that broke, everybody in Hollywood and across the country couldn't wait to crucify Weinstein, and rightfully so. Why not these other guys? Why, why not whoever shows up with evidence that they did and were at that island doing things with women? I mean, why is there a difference between a freaking cretin like Harvey Weinstein and these cretins? I don't get it. Yeah. I guarantee you, Charlie, I guarantee you just said it. The media is going to be quiet on this. It's going to go away or it's going to be lessened. And it's just absurd to me. I don't care if it's a Republican, Democrat, independent, libertarian. I don't give a damn. If you're involved in that, you suck and you should be put in jail for as long as the rest of your <laughs> it's life. True. It's it. Period. I do here. Uh, I'm totally with you. Uh, we will see what happens, though. It's only a couple of weeks away. We'll find out if we're in fact correct. But. Generally, Dan, you and I are pretty smart people, and we usually are correct at the things that we predict. Yes. So we will yes. leave that one there. Um, I want to get back to your coaching days because, and listen, this has been the case for, what, like five years now that Nick Saban could be on the verge of retirement. But now these rumors are getting refueled that if he were to go on and win a national championship this year, that this is actually the time. Nick Saban will hang it up, and he will be done as a coach. Though, let's run it back to the September uh, September episode of the Pat McAfee show when, you know, he said, it's laughable. When's the first time you heard I was going to retire? Started about five years ago, like I just mentioned. So Dan, whether or not it actually happens, who knows? Could just be a rumor like it has been for years on end now. But as a coach, when do you know that it's time to call it quits? Like, does something happen where you have an epiphany? Is there... You know, it's something on the court, something off the court. How do you know? I'll tell you, when I knew, uh, after I left Indiana, I was driving my son on a really nice Saturday morning. We were going to go play golf. I don't know how old he was, but he was old enough. We were going to go play golf, and I drove by Assembly Hawes, living in Bloomington, and Tom Crean and his staff were meeting two carloads of recruits, families. And I remember looking over there thinking, how miserable that looks like. I mean, that just looks miserable. And if I don't have to, I'm never going to coach again. 
if I, and I didn't have to because getting into media and, and radio shows and, and doing ESPN and all that, I didn't have to. I knew then. Now, everybody, I think Ed Orgeron said this. Everybody has a shelf life. My shelf life was 20-some years as assistant and as a head coach. That's fine. Nick Saban may be at the point right now where at 72 years old, he's got things going exactly how he wants, and it's not that great an effort from him, and the effort is still enjoyable. Uh, Urban Meyer and I were playing golf this past weekend and I was asking him, he goes, no chance. He goes, I can't deal in this environment. So you always know internally. Now, a lot of guys know, but they stay on because the money. And one of the things that coaches have always told me is like, look, it's great to be treated like a head coach. And, and I was for 10 years, even at Bowling Green. And it is, I mean, Ohio state urban had private planes or whatever you want to do. Being treated as the head coach is awesome, but doing the grunt work of the head coach is no good. So I go back to Saban. If mm -hmm. Saban wins, I personally expect him to retire. I personally expect him to go out on top and say, okay, that's it. That's enough. I got eight or whatever I've got. <clears throat> Unless, Charlie, he's got this, and I bet he does, this thing so locked in and wired that for the most part, his time is his own because your time is never your own as a coach. I remember playing golf on Father's Day with my son when I was coaching. And we were having a great time, and I get a call from one of my players, a beautiful Sunday. His brother had just died, so I stopped around round of golf, met with my play player, and his, you know, your time is never your own. And um, But if you win a championship, that's a great time to go out. So if somebody, I always call it gun to head. If someone's going to put gun to head, I'm saying Saban would walk if he won this one. It just seems like he's comfortable doing other things now where he never really was comfortable doing other things, including Pat's show. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and when you're not coaching, you have more time to spend with your family, enjoy the finer that things That ain't in always life. good. Yeah, not always good. <laughs> But this time of year, it's nice, right? Like, we're, we're right around the corner from Christmas, days yeah. away. Dan, what are you up to for Christmas? Any big plans? You're in well, Florida. I'm in, Naples right, I'm in Naples right now. My mom is, and my mom's 87. Her boyfriend's 90. We just spent two days with them hanging at my brother's place, and they're coming back for Christmas. Our kids are here, are getting here. Uh, so we, we normally, what we do is we go to this cigar bar on the 23rd called Burn. We, uh, it's probably the last place I was asked to leave because I was dancing. My shoes flew off. Um, and they're like, Hey, and I wasn't even drinking. They're like, you know what? Keep your shoes on. I go, yeah, okay. I'll just put them over here. And, uh, it's the last time I also danced, but we, so now we have a tradition on the 23rd, we go to a cigar bar and, uh, we just see what happens, but that's it. That's what we do. That'll be fun. That sounds nice. You, you can't be mad at a Florida Christmas. No, it's good. No, it's really good. It's Where, fun to have our Where's your tan, here. though, Dan? I feel like I'm waiting for you. I mean, I'm tanner than you are, and I'm not getting any sun. I'm in New York. Where's your tan? I think you got that Barbara Streisand lighting going right now. I got the bad lighting going. I, uh. I've been outside. I've been <laughs> red. It's You know, it hasn't been great weather, but Yesterday, I literally sat downtown Naples like this while everybody, I don't like to shop. So my sister-in-law, my mom, my <laughs> wife, everybody was shopping. I'm like, I'm just going to sit right here in the sun. And I just got red blotches. I'm, it's been overcast, Charlie. It's, 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 
I'm going to get the thong out and I'm going to get tanning up this afternoon, I think. <laughs> well, take some photos, please. Post no. them. That would be no. delightful. I'm sure everyone no. would be very happy to see you uh, sunbathing in such tiny pieces of clothing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dan, you have uh, your show coming up here in a few minutes, starting at 9 a.m. And all goes to plan Again, you're like having some doubts because you think he might back out because maybe Sean Stilato's getting a little nervous by, you know, the recent developments and what's been going down. But all goes to plan. You will have Tommy DeVito's agent, Sean Stilato, on the show. And I already know uh, you're not going to let him off easy. So I hope to see that interview actually come to fruition. Thank you so much for everything. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Charlie. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. Bye bye. Always. You appreciate you. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Uh, we leave you with one story that I, I listen, the, the internet, it can be your best friend or your biggest enemy for this one girl. Oh, we've got like a big tour group going on over here. How nice. Um, <laughs> hello everybody. Um, Okay, so the internet, it can be your best friend, it can be your enemy, and for this poor girl, I actually want to call her poor uh, because she made a massive mistake. It was her enemy. Watch this video, and we'll get into it. Okay, put a finger down if all of your best friends are in the same cars right now. Put a finger down if you don't even have to knock on each other's doors when you're going to each other's houses. Never. Put a finger down if you have a deep, dark secret that you don't want to tell anyone in the car right now. Put a finger down if you <laughs> my boyfriend last week in the back of his car. Are you serious? He told me everything. It's are not you? my fault. What do you mean it's not your <laughs> No, what are you doing? <laughs> oh man, that girl's getting it. Uh, pulled right out of that car. Okay. This is so shady, obviously. Uh, for the one best friend. I mean, you saw how close they were. They were like Put your finger down if you're so close to someone, you don't have to knock on their doors when you walk into their apartment. So these are like the bestest of friends. Uh, so for the one girl to go behind her other best friend's back and sleep with her boyfriend, completely uncool. But also then to have it be plastered all over the internet. So now everybody knows that you're a scumbag. Oh my God, I just, listen, here's all I have to say. I have never been put into a position like this girl. I'm not a, a slimy best friend like she is, but these also, these girls look super young, right? They look like they've got to be like maybe high school or early college, uh, which again, like to be doing all that stuff with the boys, maybe a little, maybe a little too young. Uh, but additionally, when I was this age, people weren't using their phones like this and like taking videos of everything and then putting it online for everybody to see. So this just goes to show you are not even safe. You're not even safe in the car with people you deem to be your best friends. Nothing is off limits. And uh, no matter what happens, you better be careful because the internet, it will come to bite you. And this is what happened to this girl. Imagine these girls are no longer friends, at least with the girl in the back seat. The two in the front, the one in the, in the passenger seat, she obviously knew what was going on too because she was so quick to jump out of the car and pull that girl out. So, uh, that girl probably has a couple black eyes right now. Maybe a couple chunks of her hair have been pulled out. Not a very Merry Christmas for her. Uh, but I guess that's what you get, right? 
You go behind your best friend's back, there will be hell to pay. Uh, everybody, that's it. That's all the time we've got. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you are uh, doing all the things that I ask of you each and every week. Also, don't forget, starting on January 3rd, all the shows will be going to outkick.com, outkick.com backslash watch to get the live shows. Make sure you're following me on social media at Charlie on TV. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a good Wednesday and we'll see you tomorrow.